Praise God. Well, uh, today, Pastor is out of town. He is up in North County in San Marcos at Lighthouse Church. Uh, some great friends of ours up there, and he's ministering for them while they are in Paris. Patty. So they're, they're on holiday, and we're glad that they were able to get away and that he was able to go up there and minister because you know what a blessing Pastor Gary is. Amen? He can preach the word. Yes, he can. So I know that things are going well up there for him. He's going to be preaching two services there. And uh, I know the anointing's there, just like the anointing of God is present here with us today. I tell you, you could just sense him during the worship. As we prayed for our kids, we could sense his presence. And uh, we're going to sense him further during the message time today. And I just want to welcome to the platform... Mike Courtney, he's going to give the word to us today, and we're just so glad. Thank you. Thank you so much. So lean in, get your pens and paper out, your iPhone, whatever you have. Take notes, because God wants to speak to you today, so listen in. Bless you. Good morning. What a, what a privilege to be here. Let's just open in prayer. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for this week that you've imparted things to me to teach today. As, we, as I teach today, if you have anything to redirect and change, let me be willing to just listen to you. Father, I just glorify you. We're just so thankful. We just welcome you right here in your manifest presence to be among us. We just glorify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm just going to kind of tag on to what pastor's been talking about. The title of my message today is Position and Relationship, the Complete Package. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When we are born again, it is just so important that we understand what actually happened and who we have become. Our new position in Christ is really one of our most important things to understand. Our, or it is a foundation to our walk with God. It has to be more than knowledge. We need to understand our position in Christ. When we understand our position in Christ, it will change our life spiritually and also change our life in the natural. It is our spirit that was changed. We basically now are perfect in Christ. God sees us the same way that he sees Jesus. We are made in the image of God. We have been redeemed. You know, the definition of redeemed is having been delivered from sin and its consequences. That is so powerful. We need to understand it and then apply it to our lives. You know, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. That is super, the order is super important. You know, I feel the most important is that we are a spirit. That is who we truly are. And if we are a spirit, then whoever God says that I am, I am. I can truly believe whatever the word says. If God says it, my job is to believe it. I think we tend to think of ourselves more from our soul and our body perspective 
because we tend to be led by our sight. We really think of ourselves through our personality, how we think, by our education, how we feel. Hey, what do you do for a living? Am I skinny or a little heavier? Am I an athlete? The world puts a lot of emphasis on these things, but really they are secondary to our spirit. Our soul is the most important thing, and we need to realize that it is secondary, but it is secondary to our spirit. You know, so many times I hear Christians say, we are sinners saved by grace. Remember, we were sinners saved by grace. That's an important distinction because now we are redeemed. Now we are saints. We are set apart. Ephesians 4.12 says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. We are set apart for the Lord and his kingdom. We are set apart from worldly things. We are redeemed. Our sins have been paid for. Past, present, and future. We are joint heirs with Jesus. Everything that Jesus has access to, we have access to also. Therefore, we are no longer sinners. Our spirit is renewed. You know, our sins come from our soul side. That is why we have to renew our soul. We are not sinners can really kind of sound strange to us because we do occasionally sin. But it's important to understand that our spirit is no longer a sinner. And our spirit is who we really are. So we have to come into agreement with the Word of God that we are a spirit. It really doesn't matter what we feel like. Because we are a spirit, our perspective needs to be who our spirit is. It is new. It is perfect in Christ. It is also important to understand why. That's really the most important part. Our spirit, which is our real self, is perfect in Christ because of Jesus. Because of what he did on the cross. You know, I think we get caught up in not wanting to call ourselves perfect in Christ because we don't always feel perfect. We don't see ourselves as perfect, as sin-free. It's because we're still looking from our soul perspective. The perfect that God is referring to is our newly redeemed spirit. That is who we are. Our sins are paid for. Our right, we are righteous. We are in right standing with God. You know, one of the reasons Jesus died for us is because in the Old Testament, they lived under the law. When they lived under the law, they could never fulfill that law. They might, you know, go perfect for a long time, but there's always going to be a law they're going to break. So they, God designed it all for the law to show us that we could not be perfect. And when we could not be perfect, the only way we're going to be righteous to have right standing with God and be able to fellowship with God is through Jesus. We, we needed a Savior to make us so we could fellowship with God. God, Jesus, was our Savior. Because of Jesus, we are now redeemed. Now we can come boldly into the throne room of God. We are seated with Jesus on the throne. When the word says that we are redeemed and we just don't feel like it, 
That is our soul rising up. Our feelings. Our feelings are part of our soul. But we are not to be led by our feelings. Our feelings have to be renewed by the word of God. When we became born again, the who we are in Christ statements is our new position. We are redeemed. We are saved. We are more than a conqueror. We are alive in Christ. We are holy. We are merciful. We are the light to the world. We are the head and not the tail. We are righteous. We are redeemed. Our position in Christ is actually a done deal. We receive our position in Christ the second we are born again. That's important to understand. It is through God's grace. It is unmerited, undeserved favor. But our position will not be altered or changed by how good we are or how bad we are. We received it because of Jesus. It is based on Jesus alone. We have to get revelation of that. Trusting God needs to be our mindset. Our mindset needs to be, if the word says it, I believe it. We receive our position because of what Jesus did. We did not earn it or deserve it. It is ours as a believer. Therefore, that's the reason it cannot be taken away from us. If we can get a hold of that, we will view ourselves differently. We will speak differently. We will act differently. And therefore, our daily and our lifelong results will be different. They will be what the word says they can be. We can walk without condemnation. We will not always be wondering, did I do something wrong to change my position in Christ? It is ours. It is unchangeable. You know, if we don't believe our position in Christ, we will take what God has given us and we will diminish it. We will weaken what Jesus did on the cross. We will depend more on our natural side. We will depend on our abilities to make us righteous. Our abilities will never make us righteous. Why would we want to depend on the why would we want to depend on the natural when we can have the supernatural working for us? I like the supernatural working on my side. Everything is possible in the supernatural. We probably know a lot of the who I am in Christ statements, but let me just go over a couple of my favorite ones. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For whom has understood the mind of Christ so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty smart guy, but I'm very limited in the natural. When I receive the fact that I have the mind of Christ, I can apply it. I can take all limitations off. I will act differently. I will speak differently. When I know that I have the mind of Christ working inside of me, anxiety has to leave. Fear has to leave. Confusion has to leave. Then to realize that I can apply the mind of Christ to all areas of my life. I can apply the mind of Christ to my marriage. I can apply that when God said, or Jesus said, that I can love my wife as Jesus loved the church. 
Grace and I just had our 42nd year anniversary a few days ago. Yeah. You know, I don't think you can have 42 years together if you don't have Christ as the center of your marriage. So we have to apply that. You know, we can apply, I have the mind of Christ to work. I can apply scriptures that says, I will work as if I'm working for the Lord. It doesn't matter what other employees are doing. I can give my employer a quality day's work every single day. I can apply it to my finances. When I realize that God is my supplier, when I truly understand who my supplier is, it changes my perspective. Everything going on in the world no longer matters. I can be a tither. I can be a giver. When I realize that I cannot outgive God, I will be generous because God is generous. Mark Hankins kind of inspired me as far as giving one time. You know, he, he said when he first started the ministry, you know, God would tell him to give 500 bucks. And at that time, 500 bucks was a lot. So he would say, you just got to do it quick, and he'd give it quick. You know, and then later, you know, God told him to give 5,000, and then 50,000, and then 500,000. And he just, he just kept giving and saying, you cannot outgive God. You know, we've been blessed. We've had a couple years in our life that we actually gave more than we made that year. You know, that's a blessing, you know, just, just to realize that, that God is our supplier. To realize God is our supplier. And we can trust when the word says that he will do what he does. So we can be givers. We can be generous. You know, when I enter a room, I change the environment. The environment does not change me. That all happens by us understanding our position in Christ. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Mark 11, 22, 23. When Jesus said to them, have faith in God, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and be thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have it and receive it, and it shall be yours. Do you realize that our only limitation is what we can believe for? If I can only believe that healing is for someone else, I'm going to have a hard time receiving healing. If I can only believe that God will meet my basic needs, I will tend to stay in that same position. But when I have the mind of Christ working inside of me, I can believe whatever the word says I can have, I can have. The second part of Matthew 12:34 says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Knowing that I have the mind of Christ in me, working inside of me, it changes my speaking. I will have confidence. I will have boldness. I will come in agreement with the word of God. I can believe that I walk in health. You know, what is better than getting healed, not getting sick? I will believe that I have a Joseph spirit working inside of me and that everything that I touch will prosper. You know, I should constantly check myself. What is coming out of my mouth? Does it line up 
with the word of God. It needs to. Why would I want to be stuck in the natural thinking? It will only cause me to speak incorrectly. Philippians 4.7 says, The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you want supernatural peace? I do. You know, we live in a pretty crazy world. There's more anxiety drugs being prescribed right now than ever before. People tend to walk in fear today much more than they walk in victory. But we don't have to. It's interesting that most of the who I am in Christ statements contradict our natural thinking. Our minds want to reason things out. The world says the economy is crashing. How do I fight that? The world has all kinds of crazy thinking going on. How do I navigate that? You know, we want to reason it all out. We want it all to make sense. We want to take the road of least resistance. But this is really all of our natural thinking. The world will not make sense. You won't be able to reason it all out. But God says, follow me, and I will give you a peace that goes beyond all understanding. It goes beyond all reasoning. I choose supernatural peace. You can too. Romans 12.2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing we may discern what is the will of God, the good, acceptable, perfect will. I'm just going to touch just a teeny little bit on how do we renew our minds, because it's so important. Because our position in Christ does not change no matter what, that is not where our battle is. So many times we are really trying to receive the things of God that God has already provided for us. We don't need to do that. Our battle is renewing our soul, renewing our thinking, renewing our minds. I think we want to start by realizing that any thought that comes to us that contradicts the word of God is antichrist thinking just means it does not line up with the Word of God. That's why the Word says that our natural minds are at enmity or war with our spirit. Our job is to train our thinking to mirror our spiritual position. You know, repentance is a huge key for us renewing our minds. In Acts 3.19 it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. We should continually be in repentance. We're going to convert our old thinking to line up with the Word of God. You know, repentance is more about just having remorse for our wrong thinking but, and then correcting it. Turning our sinful thinking into aligning it with God's thinking. Then change your actions to line up with the Word of God. Renewing our mind with God so our soul thinks like Jesus thinks. You know, the Bible is a spiritual thing. It's not just a book. It is really the breath of God talking to us. It is God talking directly to us. An example of repentance for me would be, my natural thinking might say, 
you know, God loves me unconditionally. Therefore, you know, reading the word really doesn't make any difference. So I, I really don't need to read the word. But repentance would say, Lord, forgive, it, forgive me for being so selfish and only thinking of myself. Lord, I desire to read the word and meditate on it day and night so I can learn who you are. Holy Spirit, just give me a burning desire to read the word. Let me just do one more in Christ statement and then we'll move to a different area. Ephesians 1, 17, 18 says that the God, the Lord of our Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. You know, since God should be number one in our lives, what a blessing that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, giving us supernatural wisdom and revelation. That seems like a very important thing to grab a hold of and understand that we receive that blessing the second we are born again. How do I apply that scripture? How do I renew my mind? I start by, I believe that Ephesians 1, 17, 18 was written for me. I receive that scripture right now. You know, I don't even have to fully understand it right now. But if that is one of the things I received when I was born again, then it is mine. I receive godly wisdom and revelation right now from this day forward. Then we just put ourselves in a position of receiving everything the Holy Spirit is ready to give us. I'm going to receive wisdom and revelation today. I'm going to receive more tomorrow. And then as we read the word and just spend time with God, the Holy Spirit will just continually give us more and more. You know, we can study the word and get knowledge and still not really understand how to apply it. It's because we need to get understanding. Understanding allows us to apply the things into our lives. You know, we want to be a partaker and participate in the things of God, not just be an observer. That is why if you haven't received God as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you've fallen away with your walk with God, you need to receive Jesus as quickly as possible and recommit yourself to God. You're missing out on all these blessings. Did you know that you did not find Jesus? He is actually the one who's been calling you. He found you. It's all about his love for you. His arms open wide, ready to embrace you. Do you know he loves you unconditionally? There is nothing in your past that will change his love for you. Well, that kind of moves me into my second part of my message today. The second part is about relationship. The de one of the definitions of relationship is being connected by blood or marriage. You know, our covenant with God is a blood covenant. The new covenant is through the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that we are the bride of Christ. You know, we tend to want to complicate things when it comes to spiritual things. It's actually said that third world countries receive the things of God quicker than we do. 
God said that we need to be like little children. Just listen, take the word at face value, and just do it. You know, we tend to want to reason it out. We tend to want to decide, man, you know, do I agree with that part of the word or not? But that is one of the things we need to renew our thinking to always agree with the word of God. Agreeing with God is really our only option. It's something we just need to set our mind to. You know, whether we are good at relationships or not, most of us have a pretty good idea of what makes a good relationship. The number one thing that makes a good relationship is time. A person we are wanting to have a good relationship with, we need to spend time with them. You know, if, if we want to have a really good relationship, we need to spend quality time with them. You know, during that time, we're going to find out what makes that person click. We're going to build trust. We're going to build a bond with them. You know, God really isn't any different. He doesn't just want your time. He wants your quality time. You know, most of us tend to run our lives the way we want to. And then we just kind of fit God in wherever we can. And we call that spending time with God. We really need to change that style and actually make God first. You know, it's easy to say, I make God first, but not always easy to do unless we make it purposeful. It's not just going to happen. It has to be our goal. You know, God is supposed to be our first love. Remember when you met your spouse or a loved one? Remember how important it was to spend time with them? Remember how you would change your schedule around to make it happen? Well, that's how God wants us to view our relationship with him. You know, we can spend God, a time with God in more than one way. Spending time with God in prayer is vital. Spending time reading the word is super, super important. If we have a few minutes on our way to work, we can spend it with God. If we pray without ceasing, that is good. But he actually wants one-on-one -on -one quality time with you, talking, you actually listening. You know, we tend to be the one who wants to do all the talking. We need to listen to God also. You know, it's better to read a couple scriptures and meditate on them than it is to speed read the Word of God. Getting a lot of knowledge is great, but we need understanding. Understanding is even better. I think it is better to know a smaller amount of the Word than to know the whole Bible and not, not have any understanding, not be able to apply it. Remember, you are building a relationship with God. How do we get to know God better? How do we get to know him deeper? To understand how he works, how he thinks. You know, with a friend, one of the things we're going to do is spend time with them. We're going to, you know, talk about different things. We're going to ponder things. You're going to give your opinion. I'm going to give my opinion. You know, do we agree with that or disagree with that? You know, God's real similar. You know, he really wants you to talk to him. He really wants you to ask questions to meditate, to ponder things. But we do need to remember that God is not going to hear our opinion and change his mind. We are there really 
building that relationship with God to get revelation, to be awed at his wisdom, to get understanding, to get application. You know, because God is perfect, you want to learn everything there is about him. He has made you in his own image, but we are always learning. You get a different revelation at different times. But we need to have a reverence for God. We should be in awe every time we're thinking about him. We should be amazed at everything he does. You know, we should think that he is infinitely greater than anything that we could think or even imagine. Do you realize that God desires for you to succeed? For you to be blessed? He has designed the kingdom of God for you to be a part of it. He knows that if you will follow his word, that you will be in a perfect place. You know, one of, one of the biggest advantages that we have is having the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is there to reveal things for us. John 16, 13, 14 says, When the Spirit comes, he will guide us into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. And he will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You know, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our counselor, our instructor, our advocate. He is amazing. The Holy Spirit is really not there to boss us around. But he's there to guide us and direct us. But it has to be our choice whether we're going to listen and follow his leading. You know, the Holy Spirit always has the perfect plan for us because it is God's plan. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. He was just like Jesus. He doesn't tell us his opinion, but the Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus, to God. He tells us God's plan for us now and also tells us about the future. He reveals things to us as we are able to receive it. You know, since the Holy Spirit is living inside of us and guiding us in a perfect way, I think it's very important that we decide to spend a lot of time with the Holy Spirit, building that relationship. Amen. You know, when we are born again, that is when the Holy Spirit moves in and lives inside of us. Then there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit goes to another level for us that we can speak to him in a special language. We can take our human thinking out of the equation. You know, we are so limited in our natural thinking. You know, we could be praying for someone, praying out of our natural minds, but when we do that, we, we can only think of so many things to pray. So after a little while, we're just kind of repeating the same things over and over again. You know, we could be praying for somebody for healing, and all of a sudden the Holy, reveals, Holy Spirit reveals to us healing's not the problem, it's unforgiveness. You know, things that we would not get in our own natural thinking. The Holy Spirit allows us to speak spirit to spirit. He takes our natural minds out of the equation. We can get direct revelation from the Holy Spirit how to pray properly. Dig out that root issue. Something that would not even happen in our natural minds. 
You know, the Holy Spirit can help us to have a breakthrough where there not, might not be any other way for a breakthrough. You know, a lot of times we ask for a breakthrough. Lord, give me a breakthrough. You know, as I was doing this studying and stuff, until recently I thought a breakthrough was our end result. But I discovered that breakthrough is just a step. Breakthrough is really just a temporary step for us. Overthrow is what we desire. Overthrow is taking our authority and taking our dominion. We take the land and we drive out the former tenant. That means we're driving out fear. We're driving out confusion. We're driving out wrong thinking. I recommend that we spend lots and lots of quality time with the Holy Spirit so that we become so attuned to his voice that we can hear him super, super clearly. You know, the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. Let us use every tool that has been provided for us. You know, the Holy Spirit is talking to us all the time. But because of the fallen world, there is lots of worldly noises that are trying to drown out the Holy Spirit. You know, but by spending that extra quality time with the Holy Spirit, we're going to filter out those noises of the world. You know, the word says the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. You know, we are the sheep. Therefore, we do hear his voice. First Samuel 15, 22 says, Behold, it is better to obey than sacrifice. You know, God would rather that we listen and hear the Holy Spirit and obey what he is saying to us more than reading the word 12 hours a day, more than us doing what we think he wants us to do. You know, he really desires for us to do it his way because it is the best way. Reading the word, spending time with God, having the fear of the Lord really is not going to make God love us anymore. He already loves us unconditionally. That is our position in Christ. But reading the word is super, super important. It's because we're spending time with God. It will cause us to understand God more. It will cause you to abide in him and him to abide in you. It has changed my life. It will change yours too. So I challenge every one of you today, wherever your walk is with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, I challenge you just to take it up to the next level. God desires to see you blessed with every good thing. God desires for you to live heaven right here on earth. Amen. You know, I talked earlier about giving you a chance to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, this is by far the most important thing, decision that you will ever make in your life. It's more important than choosing a spouse. It's more important than buying a house. It decides where you will spend eternity. You know, the gospel, remember, the gospel is the good news. It's about becoming part of the kingdom of God. God loves you unconditionally. Also, you know, if you have been saved before, 
and have fallen away for living for God, I think it's important to realize that you don't need to be saved again, but you do need to rededicate your life back to God. Just renew your thinking, renew your actions. God is ready for you. He's ready to love on you. I'm not going to take too much time, but the Holy Spirit is the one who is working in you right now. He is calling you. Don't worry about anyone around you. We're all going to rejoice with you today. We're all going to pray out loud with you. So on a count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands for getting saved or for rededicating your life back to God. I ask you, don't hesitate. Don't second guess yourself. Just do it. This is too important of a thing to wait till later. Are you ready? All right, let's just go. One, two, three. Anybody who wants to, just raise your hand. Raise your hand. I see you and 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 you. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told the Holy Spirit that I was going to listen to him and, you know, be guided by him to what to do. So we're going to do things a little different today. We're going to, I'm going to ask everybody who raised their hand to go ahead and stand up, make your way to the aisle, and come on down to the front. Just, just go ahead and kind of line up about five feet away from the stage right here. Just remember, it's the Holy Spirit just drawing you in. You know, you know, it's it's uh, it's good to know that there is a book written in heaven with your name on it. You, you know, there's, there's a book written in heaven with everyone's name on it. But we have a choice whether we decide to come and follow that. You've made good choices today. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do two different prayers today. You know, because it's different when we are receiving God as our, first, as our Lord and Savior for the first time versus being rededicated. So we're going to do two prayers. The first one is for, and we're all going to pray together, but the first one is for everyone who is receiving Christ for the first time. And, you know, even if you're not, you can still pray that both prayers, but it, there is a difference. So here, here's our first prayer. Dear God... I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for my sins, and that you raised him to life. I want him to come into my heart and take control of my life. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior from this day forth. In the name of Jesus. Just remember the decision you just made just changed your life. God, everybody in heaven is rejoicing. We are rejoicing right here with you. It's a big, big step. 
It's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, let's do the second prayer. It's just for people who are rededicating. Lord, I just thank you right now that you are...